the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with one of my favorite people. We have Elizabeth Carroll's in the in the house. She is an author and a student at Arizona State University, where she's working towards a master's degree in social justice and human rights. And her goal is to become, and I actually think she's already there, a human rights activist where she can help make a positive impact on those transitioning through the justice system. And she is pursuing her goal um, as a social worker, assisting adults and children throughout the child welfare system at dependency legal services in Santa Rosa, California. And she serves as a human trafficking victims advocate. Um, Elizabeth has a personal story, a, a lived experience expert, a survivor leader, if you will, really bringing insight into this issue of human trafficking. She's also um, a co-founder of an organization called Redemption House of the Bay Area based in Sonoma County. And she believes um, that we can resolve the issue of human trafficking through housing, through justice reform, through being responsive to those that are involved in the social justice system. And we're going to be talking about the variety of ways in which Elizabeth is already making making such a huge impact um, and also just an insight about her personal journey as she has been pursuing a life restored. So why don't we start you in, Elizabeth? Thank you for, first of all, for being on the show, being with us today. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so um, we have, so I had your uh, other co-founder on prior to talk about Redemption House. And I don't think you, you, I don't think you were able to make it to that meeting, but we, you know, we've been woven together 
for yeah. some time um, talking about uh, the importance of housing. And I really want to um, talk about that a little bit later. But before I do, I want to just bring forward, you know, you have your own personal experience, which is informing why your passion, right? Uh, yeah. Why you're doing this work. So maybe just share with us a little bit about what, you know, why are you so passionate about this and and um, what do you hope to achieve at this time in your life? So the reason why I'm passionate, you know, to bring awareness around trafficking and to reach that goal of, of getting a safe house here in Sonoma County is because I'm all about second chances, second chances, um, you know, coming from the back where I come from, you know, I have experience with being trafficked. I had three different traffickers. Um, I grew up in a very abusive household. I was, I ended up, you know, being placed in the foster care system and wasn't getting my needs met there. Um, and because of that path I was on, I got, I went down a really dark path and I started, you know, picking up addiction. I, I had, I was addicted to meth. I was in and out of correctional facilities. Um, every time I had an interaction with law enforcement, they viewed me as a criminal and as an addict. And that in itself had brought on a lot of shame and guilt and um, a lot of condemnation. Like I felt that I wasn't worthy. And with that view, plus the abuse I was having with my traffickers and the abuse I had growing up. And so from a very young age, I, I just had the seed that I wasn't worth anything. And mm -hmm. so now I know that's a lie. I know that's a lie. And I know that, you know, my higher power is God. I believe in God and I know God has a bigger purpose for my life. And he has a purpose ever since I was born in my mother's womb. And so I, I know now the truth that there, there's something way bigger out there. Like if there's something big for my life and I'm just reaching towards that goal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reaching towards building that purpose. And so, um, and so now that I know this truth, I'm very passionate to help these other victims that are out in the streets or out in incarceration or wherever the case may be, help them find them and help them go down that path of, of being healed and find their empowerment and find their purpose. And so, you know, and then once they get down that path and they, and they heal and they find their empowerment and their purpose, they're going to become like trailblazers, you know, and mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be the ones to go and, and continue to, to help their peers. They'll go back out and save their sisters that are in that life, bring them to freedom. And it's like a domino effect. And so that's why I'm so motivated and passionate to do this work and to, and to let them know that they have a, they have a purpose as well. Like I can't keep this all information. I can't keep this wisdom and knowledge to myself. <laughs> I have to like show it to others as well. And so that's why I'm passionate about this work. I'm passionate about getting the home for these women to, you know, have those resources and to be rehabilitated to do something different. Yes. And so amazing. And, and, you know, it's so powerful when it comes from you, you know, a lot yeah. of people can say, you know, oh, you know, you could, you can get out of this or, you yeah. know, the, you know, Oh, God's word, Jeremiah 29, 11, for yeah. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. Yes. It is true, yeah. but it means so much when you say it because they're looking at you and you're you're moving, you're breathing, you're independent, you're married, you have your children, you have a job, you're in school, your life is restored, and you're you're saying it from a place of you know having been there. What a what a blessing! What a blessing! You know, so just kind of um, just talking a little bit. It's so horrible that you know one of the things that we're faced with right now. We're going to talk be talking about this. Um, you know, on today's show is 
is uh, around things like SB 357 and and um, where the police have been removed from um, the equation. And, you know, and the narrative there is because, um, you know, they were harassing people that were out there. And and you have just shared an example of where the police treated you, mishandled you, did not treat you uh, well. And that that exacerbated what was already a horrible situation. You know, what, what do you say about that? Um, in light of the changes that have just gone on, where now loitering for the purpose of prostitution is has been decriminalized. Okay, so so what I'm hearing the question is that what do I feel about law enforcement not having um, an interaction with the the workers on the streets? Yeah. So I think is it's that's not a good thing because in reality, like even though there was a lot of law enforcement that I came across that. Like I said, that looked down, that frowned, frowned down upon me and didn't give me those resources I need. My last re, my last arrest was what got me out of that life, mm. you know. And so sometimes a, an arrest can be your wake up call. So mm. sometimes, like, and, and I'm not saying that's a good, I'm not saying that's a good thing at all. I'm just saying sometimes that could be an intervention. Yeah. But like when when an officer, you know, does uh, make us an arrest or picks up somebody from the streets, it's like looking at the bigger picture, right? And and understanding where they're coming from and then offering them resources, you know, so they don't, they don't necessarily have to go there. And, and, and of course I'm not uh, uh, promoting arresting the sex yeah. individuals are being trafficked. I'm just saying, go there with compassion, understanding yeah. outside of the box and having some resources available. Maybe sometimes going down there without uniform, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure if that's possible, but like in, in playing and playing clothes, because oh, when somebody yeah. sees an officer, they get triggered, you right. know, so going down there and, um, and having the resources available and and loving them from a different or being there and thinking from a different compassionate model rather than criminalizing. So I don't think it's a good idea to remove law enforcement completely. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page with you. It's not that, um, you know, yeah. there isn't a role for law enforcement, because quite frankly, the people that are keeping you bound right uh as an ex- as an exploited person are violent they're carrying guns they're ready to do you know go there and so you need to have some kind of person that can counter that right which would be law enforcement but then you know having somebody my me personally i think having someone who's always there with law enforcement when dealing with survivors that's like yeah. a survivor advocate that knows how to engage with yeah. survivors and offer you know access services and you know I think that's important yeah you know so i mean yeah. imagine if if you knew that you you were um a beat cop that had a, a territory that had a, a blade in it you always had with you an advocate in the back of the car always yeah right always Yes, because like I said, that individual that's in regular plain clothes, it's going to be able to have that uh, rapport and build that rapport rather than somebody that's in uniform. Right. You no, know? you still have the police right there because exactly the starts jumping off. Right. You have some. Right. OK, well, we're going to take a quick break because <laughs> I want to keep on brainstorming with you because people need to hear, you know, a lot of people are not this as close to it as you are, as I am. Yeah. And sometimes they don't know, like, well, what do we do? Like, do we completely yeah. move the police or if we leave them in, how are we going to get them to not, you know, like do the things that you mentioned, Elizabeth, because we don't want survivors treated like that either. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, okay. So we're going to come right back and we're going to keep this going. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. 
trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Elizabeth Kiros, who is an author. She's a lived experience expert, a.k.a. survivor leader. She is a a student in a master's program um, pursuing a a career in social work. Also co-founder of Redemption House of Sonoma County, opening a house there uh, for survivors of human trafficking, Lord willing. And she is also um, she's actually going to be our keynote. uh, one of our keynotes for our Love Never Fails Celebration to Journey Gala on March the 11th woo-hoo, from uh, 5.30 to 8.30 in Black Hawk, at Black Hawk Country Club, along with uh, Kimmy Watkins Hart, who is the director of Alameda County Public Health. And I'm so super excited to have her there speaking. We were just talking during the break about um, some some interventions that are are happening right now. Um, in in San Francisco in particular, um, also in Oakland, there's been some talk about it. But let, before we kind of talk about those interventions and the effectiveness of them or not, um, you know, wanted to just go back to the comments about uh, the ways in which, you know, you were treated. And I think um, I think this is one of the reasons why, you know, we, we continue to label SB 357. I, I hear legislators and, you know, Governor Newsom also said, you know, we'll be monitoring this for unintended consequences. And I think it's very clear that the unintended consequences um, are here and now. Right. This is right now we are seeing an increase in demand um, as a result of this new law. And um, and when we say increase in demand, we're saying like before there were like 20 people out on Cap Street on, you know, on East 15th, East 14th on, um, uh, you know, Watt Avenue and in, in, in watch in, in, in SAC and First Street in San Jose, all the places where these track there's tracks or blades. There was like maybe maybe 20, maybe 10 people. And now it's like tripled in these places. And so. Um, cars going around, lining up like a McDonald's drive-through, and so what we saw in uh, in Cap, and there's been a lot of um, articles about this um, on Cap Street in San Francisco, is that um, you know the, anywhere one 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 resident said she saw a hundred lit girls out there one day. There was there's on average is about sixty from what I've been seeing and hearing, and so you were out there, yeah. Elizabeth, you were out there, you know, so. What's it like? You know, one of the things that 
that we we hear I, I saw that the supervisors, um, the county supervisors got really upset because the neighbors were upset because they were getting accosted when they were walking to the cars or because they heard the gunshots or because they felt unsafe in their own neighborhoods. What's it like, Elizabeth, to be someone who's getting in and out of those cars? So I felt like I was definitely did not feel safe because it was a very um, uh, like a dark and uh, traumatic experience in that in, in that situation. And I was a child. So I was 15 turning 16. Um, and then as I got older, as I turned, I want to say 19 was when I was out there. Um, and then and as I got a little bit older, I started go- taking myself back out there again in my 20s. So I was young. And so I, but I was still afraid because it was very like I said, it was very traumatic out there. Um, when I was going in those cars, I don't know what was going to happen because I was also on, I was also a runaway when I was out there. When I was an, uh, an adolescent, I was a runaway, and so I had I didn't have a police report done on me or a missing report out for me, and so um, and that's one of the things as well. It's like when you are you know a woman of color and you're not as important, so they're not putting missing reports or missing. Um, you know, like looking, looking for you. Right. So I, nobody was looking for me. So anything could have happened. I would get in those cars and I would be with these purchasers and, the, and, they'll, and they'll rape me because that's what it is. It's rape. Mm. And then they'll take me to a different location and drop me off. And I don't know. And then by, I will be even blessed to get out of that car because I don't know what would have happened. Anything yeah. could have happened. They could have got rid of me. And then there you go. There's nobody looking for me so that I just would have been a statistic. And so yeah. that's why it's scary. And there's times where I literally will be in these cars and I would detach. I will have to leave my body because I mm. couldn't physically be there when, when these men were on top of me. So mm. it's just very, um, it was very traumatic. Whenever something traumatic happens, I can just leave my body. And that's a very, um, it's, it's not a good coping school, uh, coping mechanism to use mm. because it causes other mental health issues, like uh, other mental health barriers. And so um, it brings up a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. Um, when, when you do get triggered, you, you leave your body. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you dissociate, cause you're taught, you taught yourself to do that. It's very traumatic. Wow. And, and so, um, and there was times where, because I've also heard in the past where, you know, there's women out or there's uh, trafficking victims out there or, you know, sex workers that are out there, they're doing it for empowerment, right. On Cap street. Oh, they're doing it because they're, that they're making their own money or it's their own work. They choose to be out there. Um, there's nobody, there's no pimp for them or no trafficker for them, but that's not always the case. And so yeah. for me, when I was out, there was times when I was out there by myself. And so I remember I was with the purchaser and a trafficker came up, you know, the street term is a pimp, yeah, but a yeah. trafficker yeah. came up and mm-hmm. he said, Oh, who, where, where's your, where's your pimp? And I said, Oh, um, I, I'm with him, you know, they basically asked me where my pimp was. I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, this is my cousin. I had to play that play up uh, and make, a ro- you know, play a role saying that I, this purchaser was my cousin. He said, well, if I see, I keep seeing you out here. If I see you out here again, I'm going to kidnap you and you're right. going to work for me. That's what he told me. And so I literally had to be on low key. So you're not going to just be out there making your own money and be independent. That doesn't happen like that in San Francisco. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up, even if you're doing it by yourself for a minute, you are eventually going to get a pimp. That's yeah. what's just happening. And it's going to be by force. It's going to be uh, under gorilla pimp. It's going to be by force. And so yeah. that's wow. my experience. Wow. And so, and so, like I said, it's just, it was very traumatic because we will be in cars 
or it would be like um, at beat down apartments. Um, like, like you know how those ghetto apartments they have on on mission. Yeah, so it would be in those in those little uh, and there's like multiple. So within the, I want to say the um, like a lot of these the a lot of the job or the purchases I had were either like family family men, businessmen, and then some of them were coming from um they're they undocumented because they didn't have papers like they didn't have um they were construction workers but they didn't have documents mm-hmm. and so we will go they'll take me to these houses or these apartments that were like beat up and, and beat down and it would be a room i'll be placed in this room and these men will like rotate right mm-hmm. like one will come in do what he does leaves and then pays my uh, trafficker my first trafficker and so but this was my boyfriend so we call that romeo pimpin mm-hmm. and so that was my first that was my boyfriend but he was my trafficker and so he would collect the money when these men were rotating and every time that happened i just felt like it was killing me inside like every like a little piece of of a flower will fall off a rose petal like a rose petal will fall off of a rose that's how i felt like i was dying every time and so uh so knowing that somebody i thought that loved me was doing that to me and then the second one was a female and so but i was afraid of her so i she was bigger than me older than me and i was just very afraid of her and so you know she told she showed me all the ropes and so it's just it's scary you know especially when you're young and you're and you have no family looking like you don't have any family that you can uh call for support you don't trust law enforcement um and there's nobody looking for you so it's like okay well i'm just going to be a statistic then i'm just going to be out here that's just what it is this is it becomes normal it becomes a, a a form of uh survival when you start thinking everything's normal yeah wow and, you know, so we're, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about that normalcy, because one of the things that I talked to uh, the president of the sex workers union in San Francisco about, and she said, you know, a lot of the people that are, you know, of the mind that, you know, this is a this is a way of life and, you know, I should be allowed to do this however I want. Um, she told me 100 percent of the people that um, are in the sex workers union were trafficked as children and like yeah. you, right? And so you, they got indoctrinated in, yeah. they learned the disassociation and that it became normal to them. And now yeah. they're adults and this is their way of life. And, you know, and they're like, and, and I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know? And so, and so I want to I want to talk a little bit about that, because, you know, there are some people that say, you know, let's let's get a let's get a red light district going. You know, let's 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 normalize this. Let's get this this, you know, let's get this legalized and and set up shop and, you know, quote unquote, make this make this uh, more uh, make this safer for people. And, um, you know, obviously I'm I'm not in agreement with that. And there's a couple of reasons why. And so we let's, let's talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. 
My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Elizabeth Kiros. Again, Elizabeth is going to be uh, one of our keynotes at our gala. Get your tickets today, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And um, you can hear more from her. But today we're talking about your life experience, Elizabeth, and all the wonderful things that uh, you've been doing to advocate for survivors of human trafficking. And I want to kind of touch on this issue of kind of starting a red light district um San Francisco supervisor Rohan um, actually put a, um, a a proposition in front of the um, uh, supervisors or the council um, a couple weeks ago it was shot down because uh, human trafficking is still illegal in our state um, but um, I'm sure that there will be some future uh, pushing around this particular um, bit of legislation to get some get somebody to consider red light districts. And um, a couple of things just for everyone to hear is that, um, you know, there have been many studies that have shown that the legalizing of prostitution actually increases the uh, the percentage of illegal exploitation and human trafficking. So wherever there's legalized prostitution, there is even more illegal or forced exploitation. And so that in itself shows that it does not um, cause there to be any less amount of forced exploitation and or trafficking of children. Um, it actually normalizes normalizes it as a career or option or whatever. But so so but that being said, you know, when we think about I do know a couple of survivors have told me about how, you know, the the environment is much improved right in the um, in a red light uh, kind of like, for example, there's a few people that I know who have friends who work at brothels in Nevada and they say that, you know, um, they get their med checks, they get their um, they get their shots um, and those environments are safer and cleaner and you know that kind of thing tell me about that what are your thoughts on that elizabeth so my thoughts are you know in my experience when when i was trafficked so i you know like i said there was times where i came across law enforcement and i would tell them i was 18 and they just took my word for it, right? They didn't do any further investigation because they weren't there for me. They were there for my my first trafficker, but he was being arrested for a different case. And so, um, so basically, there was another situation where I had a green card. So basically, I was out there, you know, on um, being sold it to uh, it was it was Shotwell and Cap Street, and my trafficker connected me with there was a um, a blue gang. Well, it's a gang in in San Francisco. It's it's the Sudanian gang. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and they're on the mission. So he connected me with them. 
So they can give me a fake ID. So they give me a fake ID, um, but it wasn't an ID, it was a green card. And so with that fake green card, I would just show whoever asked me how old I was, that green card. And it says I was 18. In reality, I was 16. And so with that green card, I will go inside. Even when my trafficker was arrested, I will go visit him. And and with that green card and the, and the, the officers will let me in. So I would go inside the, the jail, past the officers. And I was a human trafficking victim visiting my trafficker in jail. And no, none of the officers rec- um, noticed anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm just saying, like, if we if this was legalized, if we legalized this out here in California, you know, yeah, people are claiming that it's going to make it safe for those that are choosing to do sex work. But the, I'm telling you for that, it's going to make it a, um, a loophole for traffickers to be able to still traffic and exploit minors. Yeah. Because that's what happened to me. Like, like, honestly, if so, if the sex workers are out there working, right. And there's a, there's minors out there. The officers can come up and say, Hey, how old are you? They can pull out an ID and says I'm 18, but it's a fake ID. And then they can walk away. Oh, she's legit because it's legalized and she's 18. So I'm not going to mess with her and they'll leave. But then she's a minor that you just let fall through the cracks because she gave you a fake ID. Right. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many loopholes that can still uh, cause minors to be trafficked because prostitution is legalized and so that's why i don't think you know with with brothels you know they say it's cleaner it's better um they can say that but something it it doesn't always stay like that it can get ugly it can get ugly something traumatic can happen where everything's going to turn around that you just never know it's 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 a really dangerous um line of work you know and so and like i said like it might stay pretty for now um, but it, it will get ugly in this type of line of work. Yeah. Well, a couple of things that, you know, people don't want uh, to talk about. There is um, Exodus Cry actually is 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 conducting a um, a or they're they just launched a video and um, and they just they have the most amazing videos, but they have a, a video um, they just launched that talks about the porn industry and it's called unsafe sex. And, and, and it, and it, and it branches, I'm sure in the brothels where they talk about, there's no chance you're going to get AIDS. There's no chance you're going to get any STDs. And there's a whole bunch of uh, testimonials on that video of people who got AIDS. They got STDs because it's not a hundred percent foolproof. And they say, you know, the industry didn't care about me. I, um, they told me I couldn't get it. They told me there was no way. And I used contraception every single time and I still got it, you know? And so that's one. Two is, um, you know, one thing that um, a, uh, she's a, uh, a, 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 she's, you know, said she was there as a renegade sex worker. Um, she's not in the life anymore, but she said, uh, one young lady, she said that it, it caused a part of her to die inside because she got into it to, uh, feel validated by, um, you know, she loved the fact that the, the people thought she was attractive and beautiful and, wanted to be with her and that was the draw. But after a while, she just realized she was just like a cavity that was laying there that was, they were just dumping in her. And, and and she said it did something to her soul where it just, it just was not like good for her soul. Like, and, and I want to highlight that. Yeah. I want to highlight something when you said that. Um, So when you were mentioning previously about, you know, being normalized, 
And so when I was being sold out there as a minor, when I got older, you know, I started selling myself because it, I was, it was normalized to me, you know? And so, but when I got, when I met my third trafficker, he was a drug dealer. He was a drug connect. So he gave me a proposition. He said, here, I'll give you this amount, amount of drugs to sell and you bring me back my money in five days. And so I decided to do that. Like I basically was like, oh, let me do this. So I don't have to sleep with purchasers anymore. So then I got lured into uh, drug trafficking, which is labor trafficking. And so that was another a really dark path I went down because it was so much, it was very traumatic as well. And so, but it was like, well, at least I don't have to sleep with purchasers. So this is better. Like, it, so it was like still all normal to me, the trauma I was going through. Mm-hmm. So these women that are in bottles, they're saying, oh, well, at least it's cleaner. At least it's better. It, it seems safer because they're, it's normalized to them because of what they've been through when they were younger. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and, and, and then, and then this is the, this is my challenge. I actually was talking to um, uh, um, a person that is a transgender and um, they were explaining to me that um, they, they are in alignment with everything we're doing and, and saying they think that we need more exit services. And they were like, you know, why? Just because I'm transgender, right? Why would you only give me one opportunity for a career? in the sex industry like do you do we think that people that are sex trafficking victims that this is the only thing they know how to do is just to be available for sex like they're smart they have so much to offer they're like you i mean (laughs) look at what you're doing with your life (laughs) there's there's a million elizabeth's everywhere right that's what helped me get out of that life was to be seen and heard and not judged Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you have to go, so we're not going to be able to get keep you for the next segment. But um, I just want you to know that you are so loved. You are so appreciated. I am I'm cheerleading for you all the way back here. And anything that Love Never Fails can do to support you and your your, you know, your work will be there. So thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. And also let everybody know when I come to um, the gala, I will have my book. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> purified in the flames, right? In the flame. Yes. 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 Ooh, I will have a copy of my book. book. Please come with your money ready and your heart <laughs> and your prayers ready as well. Thank you again. Yes. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. 
where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We um, have just been having a great time talking to Elizabeth Kiros. And um, unfortunately, she wouldn't she wasn't able to stay with us here for the last segment. But I just wanted to share a little bit with you um, a little, you know, a little more reflection on some of the suggestions that have been um Uh, shared out to address some of the issues that we're seeing across the state and some of the things that I'm seeing. So more of a commentary segment, but, um, uh, you know, some of the things that I'm seeing when talking with other nonprofits across the state uh, is that just unanimously, we see that those, again, those unintended consequences of SB 357 are here and now. Uh, We're seeing a 3X increase in the demand for sex um, and um, and it's happening at all hours of the day and night. In fact, the FBI is now involved in Oakland addressing some of the issues which have been reported with um, exploitation, um, selling of sex happening, you know, during school hours in front of the um, elementary school there and uh, uh, St. Anthony's Elementary School on East 15th, um, just horrific um uh, you know impact to the community members in, there in Oakland and it's happening across i you know we've we've heard from law enforcement in, in in Richmond California they're seeing an increase off of 23rd off of 1st Street in San Jose off of these different places where people are being sold and and um and what i want people to hear um is that there's an increase in uh, missing children. There's an increase in grooming that's happening. Uh, grooming of young people is happening is increased 700% was the last stat I heard, um, 700% over the course of the pandemic. And so, you know, it kind of looks like this. The, there's more people driving around trolling, looking for uh, someone to buy. So the exploiters are saying, let me go find some more people to put out here. The people that are being sold in Oakland, which I call ground zero in San Francisco, those most of those people are not from Oakland or San Francisco. They're being they're being brought in from places like Antioch and Danville and San Ramon and and, you know, um, Lathrop. Right. So these cities, San Mateo being recruited from there, brought to these streets, sold um indoctrinated and one of the things that is uh, particularly disturbing and i wish i had was able to get elizabeth's input on this but maybe she'll talk to us about it at the gala but one of the things that's particularly troublesome to me as a black and white interracial woman who's experienced a great deal of poverty and abuse growing up is that this is happening at a disproportionate rate to black and Latino uh, women. Uh, 40% of those who are trafficked are black. 24% are Latino, Latina. And, um, and when I say, when I, I highlight that, uh, it's important. Uh, the reason I make that kind of distinction or I make that highlight is um, the those individuals are also the most impoverished and the most addicted and the most undereducated and the most 
um, you know, just so all the markers for being vulnerable. And so what I don't like is that the industry is predatory, preys upon the vulnerable. And, you know, I'd be I'd get out of the way of people if they said, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this. If they said that, I'd get out of their way if I didn't know they were there because they didn't feel that they had any other alternatives. And a choice like this is a bad choice, is a, is a, is a horrible choice to make out of a bunch of horrible options. And so in my mind, in my estimation, it's not really a choice because there's no viable alternative. And so I've been pushing those that are making these decisions until you show me that this individual had some other alternative to eat, then then I won't believe it's a choice until you show me that they were housed, they were stable, they were psychologically well, they were emotionally well, they were, um, you know, they, they had the things of basic necessities, I'm not talking about living in a mansion, just basic necessities, then I, I might believe that they were making those kinds of choices. And even then, you have to ask yourself, if you were 12 or 14 when you got jumped into the life, and now, now you're 25 and you've been doing it for 10, 11 years and you've got regulars and you're used to giving away your body like that. You're used to sharing your body in that way. Um, is it, if, have you chosen that? Is that, is that kind of your, you know, what, what you've, what your purpose to do? Or is that just all that has ever happened for you? And wouldn't it be nice? Somebody would actually ask you, what have you always dreamed about? What have you always wanted to be? What did you want to be when you grew up, when you were 12, when you got jumped into this, when you were 14 and you were, you had a Romeo pimp tell you he loved you and then he put you out there. And these are the questions that I ask, um, uh, you know, people to contemplate because my, my heart is that everybody would have the opportunity to truly live the life that they were intended to live. And even more, um, them and their children and their families, because this impacts not only, you know, I think about um, a, a mother who has a child who is raped and put out there and indoctrinated at the age of 14, and they, and they never get their child back. They never get their child back. Their child is just gone in this, this underground life where they're being sold, where they never live out their full dreams or they never, that maybe they're staying high to deal with all the anxiety and depression that they're, that they're experiencing because of all that disassociation that Elizabeth talked about. Is that right? Is that fair? I don't think so. I don't think that's right for that mother. I don't think it's right for that father, that certainly not that person who's it's happening to. And I don't care what they're, I don't know if it's a woman, a man, somebody who's transgender, non-binary, doesn't matter to me. Every single one of the people deserves the right to live the life that they were purposed to live and with safety and, um, and with dignity. And so, um, so those are just some of the things that are running through my head as I'm having some of these conversations. I'm excited to share with you that I am um, having some deeper conversations with some of our legislators um, and, and, and just discussing how can we 
how can we address some of the things like, you know, putting the barricades up? Okay, great. It stopped the flow of traffic. Now what? We're going to infuse some exit services here. We're going to get some housing. And that doesn't have to be housing with Love Never Fails. It doesn't have to be legal services with Love. I mean, we don't have an attorney, so it would be like Justice at Last, or it would be like Family Violence Law Center or one of these agencies that we would be referring to. It doesn't have to be clinical services with us. We don't have mobile clinical services, but we would be referring over to Triumph Education Services or, you know, uh, One Life Counseling Services or, you know, one of these uh, other agencies that does such great work. Um, but have we have we undergirded these agencies with the support systems that they need to be able to do the work that they're doing? Are we just kind of saying, yeah, 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 let's 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 bolster up this demand. Let's bolster up this this sex industry and provide nothing or minimal, you know, um, table scraps to these that are dealing with the fallout of this uh, this situation. So. Yeah, these are the things you'll be hearing from uh, from some of the guests as we come on in the coming weeks. We um, hope that it helps you contemplate, think through a little bit um, your stance, your take on this. Um, if you have any feedback or input or you'd like to participate in this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me actually at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And um And if nothing more, we just always ask you to keep us in your prayers as we navigate. This is a complex issue and we want people along through all across the whole gamut of uh, service providers and and different people that are involved uh, to know that um, that they are heard and that they are considered as we take on uh, these issues. Of course, uh, with our focus being the safety and care of the survivors that we serve. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about some ways that you can engage with us today um, and certainly ways you can get your tickets to our gala coming up soon. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again have been speaking with Elizabeth. We just uh, so appreciate you, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Kuros 
again, author of Purified in the Flame, um, which, by the way, is for sale on Amazon. I'm looking at it. You can get a Kindle for $9.99, paperback $24.99. Get it, put it in your cart. You can have it as fast as March 3rd, or you can pick it up uh, at the table for our upcoming event, which is on March 11th. That's a Saturday from 5.30 to 8.30. We are going to have our annual Journey to Freedom Gala. Um, They're at Black Hawk Country Club. You are going to be in for a treat. Elizabeth is speaking. Um, And uh, Public Health, Alameda County Public Health Director, uh, Kimmy Watkins-Tart is also speaking. They're both both of our keynotes. We also have a spoken word by um, Rache Collier, who is an educator. Uh, She's a business owner and she's also a lived experience expert. She's going to be doing a spoken word titled scene we are going to have a dance that um actually a couple of survivor leaders and myself are going to be doing together i'm like a little little nervous about that because i haven't been dancing too much but i'm excited to be with them always um and of course dancing together is one one of the things i love to do so we're going to be doing that um as part of our evening and we're also going to hear from uh, beautiful songs from Yoshika McAllister, Build a House is the song she's going to sing. We we have a band, Velvet Hammer, um, who is um, is going to do like some top top 40 and some old school flashbacks, uh, you know, dance after the event, after the festivities. And so it's just fun night tickets are a hundred dollars there's also an opportunity to um sponsor the event i think there's still a few spots left so um we encourage you uh to sign up today by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events and there you um can purchase tickets and or sponsorships and again uh, thank you so much for supporting this work. Um, we could not, you know, we, we've opened seven houses now. We've um, we've got um, our IT Academy, which is providing to uh, education to about 200 students annually. And um, we are doing prevention education in schools, um, just a variety of things that we would not be able to do that and without your support. So thank you for that. Um, wanted to also ask you to save the date. I mentioned earlier in the show um, our partnership with Exodus Cry and save the date for an upcoming film um, called Buying Her. And it is a um, it is a documentary about purchasing sex that um, is uh, just very compelling. And you'll want to come out to the Regal Theater in San Francisco on April the 12th or the Regal Natoma Theater in Sacramento on April the 13th. And we will be there, one of the agencies that will be present and on the panel there. And so we want to just invite you to um, to join us. Uh, we also want to invite you to a couple of other events we've got going on. Um, we have a beautiful opportunity to partner with us 
Um, and this is later on in the year, but we want to we want to encourage you to be looking out if you're in the Antioch area and you're thinking, I would like to be a mentor for someone who's at risk or who's currently or previously exploited. Um, that is a young person between the ages of 12 and 24. Uh, we have an opportunity to join us to be a mentor for positive change. And so there's a 10 hour training class. And we would love for you to um, join us in that and um, and uh, sign up today. And so you can do that by reaching out to Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y at loveneverfailsus.com. And uh, maybe you are someone who's in that age range or you know someone who is in need of mentorship and living in the Antioch area um, or East County, anywhere in East Contra Costa County. Again, reach out to Sandy. S-A-N-D-Y at com, And even if you're in another city, we'd love to hear from you because we can start to figure out how we can make something happen in your neighborhood. We want to be that kind of organization that meets, meets you where the need is. And we believe that together, together as a community, as a community of love, that we can take on and um, handle every single, every single need. Um, so, all right, well, there you have it. Lots of things that you can do. Don't forget to come by and visit us at the Community Engagement Center at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward, California, between the hours of 12 and 5 p.m. We're always looking for clothing, toiletries, wipes. We need wipes. Drop off some wipes. Come on down. We need that for people that are not able to bathe, people that are out there being sold. They need wipes. Um Please. Uh, so thank you always uh, for listening in. And again, thank you to our guest, Elizabeth Kuros. And of course, uh, if you need to hear it again or you hadn't heard it before um, and you want to hear it for the very first time, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.